Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. Hi. I'm sorry. The price of eggs has people scrambling for the border. Todd Morgan, you rock, man. <laughs> I don't know why that cracked me up. <laughs> and I can't stop laughing about it. Oh, Price of excess people scrambling for the border. That's just cool, man. Okay. It's a crisis that won't be over easy. <laughs> but on the sunny side. <laughs> it was an excellent tease. Oh, Thank you very God. much. Oh, I can't believe people day. are shelling out as much money for this show as they are. Um, I'm a little yoked up. Uh, okay. <laughs> Okay, let's just start all over again. All right, we're going to hatch a new show right now. That's It's like Davos. Let's just reset. Uh, seven minutes after nine. Where do I begin? Where do I begin? Uh, the phone lines are open, 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. Uh, well, let's see. Uh, as uh, as my brother Trey Ware pointed out on the, uh, on the, uh, on the, sh- on the Ware and Rima show, uh, the, the, the guy who, who shot up, uh, this, this dance or this, uh, this ballroom dance place in California, uh, it has been identified, uh, he, he apparently, uh, was a white supremacist for a, a little while, at least according to, uh, Chuck Schumer, Adam Schiff. And uh, they were saying, you know, we got to fight hatred against Asian Americans everywhere we go. Imagine their surprise and shock when they realize that who can Tran, a 72-year-old Asian American, apparently is not a MAGA hat wearer, is not a pissed-off honky. He is, in fact, an Asian American. <laughs> I'm not laughing at, at this tragic uh, occurrence because I, I, you know, ten people lost their lives, ten other ten other people are are injured, are in uh, are in uh, the hospital, some critically. Uh, we we don't have names, I don't believe, as of yet, of any of the uh, folks who lost their lives or were, were were injured by this guy. But I, I I'm hearing it's like. Half men, half women. We we don't know much about this who can tran guy. He's a seventy two year old dude. He, he met his ex wife at this ballroom dancing play, this dance place, where I guess he used to give lessons for free. He was a paranoid weirdo. He thought people were talking about him. Other instructors were talking about him. That's what this little the little bits and pieces that we're hearing here. Uh, he is, it was his ex-wife. So there's, there's reports that he was looking for her. So I, here, here's what I think, uh, essentially, I, I think he's, he's nuts. Uh, this, uh, a crazy old man who shot a bunch of people, killed a bunch of people, murdered a bunch of people. And then, uh, shot himself and he got pulled over by the cops. Apparently he had gone to another one of these ballroom places or dance places uh, and they, uh, the patrons there were able to wrestle the gun out of his hand. So he had at least two weapons, right? And uh, again, this is one of those things where motive, I don't know. He's nuts. But within hours of this taking place within minutes, Chuck Schumer, I'm heartbroken before we knew who the guy was. Of course, if you're a liberal idiot, Obviously, anybody who does a shoot 'em up uh, anywhere in this country has got to be a gun nut and a MAGA hat guy. If the guy who committed this crime in Monterey Park were a black dude, we still wouldn't know what his, what his ethnicity is. And Chuck Schumer and a few other uh, pukes uh, apparently didn't uh, were, were a little ahead of the curve. When they started calling out bigotry, I'm heart- Chuck Schumer, I'm heartbroken by the news of the shooting in Monterey Park. I'm praying for the victims, their families, the first responders. We must stand up to bigotry and hate wherever they rear their ugly heads. And we must keep working to stop gun violence. Adam Schiff, 
who is a, a DB. Ten dead at Monterey Park. I am sickened. A horrific example of needless gun violence with bigotry towards Asian American people. Uh, wait, it's AAPI now. Asian American Pacific Islanders individuals. Pacific Island individuals as a possible motive. Uh, <laughs> the hashtag stop Asian hate was all over the place in the early hours after this on Sunday after this uh, uh, after this shooting. Francesca Wong tweeted, heart is beyond heavy for all the victims and their loved ones. Lunar New Year is a time of together togetherness, celebration and love. This tragedy is beyond hate. We are broken as a nation to have mass shootings and white supremacy reign terror. Oh, man. Wow, it really sucks for you guys that he was Asian American, right? It really sucks for you. Asian on Asian crime. Oh, my God. You know, it used to be, uh, and I said this earlier in the morning, it used to be when a, a tragedy of this nature happened, there was at least... A 24 to 48 hour period of grace, you know, and I'm going back in in fairly recent memory. There used to be a little bit of time before uh, 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 things went political when something of this nature happens. Now they're they're going political before they even know anything about the shooter. It's amazing, man. Hashtag stop Asian hate. And when the hell did Democrats give a crap about Asian Americans anyway? They're trying to keep them out of most colleges. <laughs> if if you're uh, an Asian American and it was in Alexandria, Virginia, or Northern Virginia, and uh, you get some scholarships, they may not tell you. School administrators may not even tell you because you're Asian American and they don't want you, you know, making everybody look bad. What a farce. Anyway, so, yeah, tragic, 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 beyond comprehension. Uh, No, this is not about gun laws. Uh, This took place in California, which has some of the most most restrictive gun laws in the nation, yes? Doesn't appear that they work. I get tired of repeating myself in this regard, but you look at all the cities and states in this country where they have draconian gun laws, Oddly, they also have a lot of, uh, they have an S-ton of of gun violence. Weird, yeah? It's like the laws don't actually work or prevent crazy and bad people from getting weapons. Predominantly only prevent sane, law-abiding people from getting weapons. Uh, And secondly, uh, you know, this obsession with white supremacy, and I, I get it, the whole idea of inventing this just horrendous, bloodthirsty wave of white supremacy that is rolling across the terra here in America is to demonize political opponents. I get it. But, man, when you can't even wait long enough to find out what the ethnicity of the dude is, you got to put hashtag Asian. So think about the racism involved here from the people who are making these claims that it was racial involved, that it was racially motivated, okay? They see Monterey Park, right? And they go, ah, that's an Asian-American place. Man, there's lots of Asian-Americans there. This has got to be a hate crime. So in a sense, you're already being a racist by you know drawing that conclusion. It's weird, man. Uh, 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. This is Jamie Markley, and you're listening to News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Stay connected. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. Hi, it's Monday. And uh, we're making our way through the news uh, that took place over the weekend, obviously. And uh, obviously, the other big story, uh, and I'm going to sneeze here. It always happens. Did I get anything on you, James? <laughs> is the cedar still bad this week? It's been it was bad all last week, man. I've been sneezing all weekend. 
Um, well, yeah, Friday, uh, was it Friday? I guess we have a, 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 well, Corinne Jean Clouseau is telling everybody and telling the world that this stuff is all over and the president is just going to go kick back in Rehoboth Beach. Uh, there's actually a, I believe a 13 hour FBI search going on uh, at his Wilmington home. Uh, they found, uh, now this will be the fourth stack of documents that are classified or top secret that he's not supposed to be in possession of. And, oh, holy crap, these go all the way back to his time in the Senate. Uh, so it, it's fairly difficult to to maintain the fiction that, you know, this is just uh, joping, dottery, and... Uh, Excuse, excuse me, and and you know, some, uh, you know, a mistake. You know, he accidentally over a period of decades <laughs> routinely transported classified and top secret documents uh, to his home in Wilmington, Delaware, to his garage, to this weird think tank thing, and and the uh, from Penn State at the Capitol. You know, he just didn't take his Geritol that morning and just, oh, I'm so mixed up. It's a reasonable mistake that anybody could make over a period of decades on a routine basis. Uh, I, I think he's on the way out. I mean, Ron Klain has, 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 re- has resigned as chief of staff and the big operator within, you know, uh, in the circles of presidents and vice presidents for many, many years in the Democratic Party. And he's got he's, his chief of staff has gone. I suspect you'll start seeing more people resign over the next week or two. Jumping ship on this guy. This is like I said, I, I it's like a Greek tragedy. It's Shakespearean, man. His usefulness is done. They're pulling out the daggers. It's time for him to go. This is how they get rid of him. Uh, I, you know what? I, I'm gonna. I'm, I made a prediction on where and rhyme. I'm gonna predict. I, I bet you, Kareem Jean, P, uh, whatever the hell her name is. I bet she doesn't hang on for too much longer. I bet she's because she was in a really bad position on Friday, and she's gonna be in a worse position today because she said he was going to Rehoboth just to kick back, right? Have a couple of boat drinks. <laughs> I mean, around the pool, even though it's you know freaking winter in Rehoboth. And the real reason he went to Rehoboth, and James, you know this, and Don, is is because they were raiding his house in Wilmington. Well, not raiding. It's not a raid, right? It was all nicey-nice. There was a lot of people inside the house. And they all had FBI badges. So she's going to be facing that. I I bet she lasts another week or two. Because she, she can leave and say it was because of racism. She can leave and say, well, I left because, you know... Of the racism of Steve Ducey and 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 you know they're anti women and anti lesbian and you know she can go on NBC and write a few books and I, I just don't think she's gonna stick around. No, she's her stock is dropping. <laughs> if she ever had any, right? Because she they're making her look like an absolute fool. Now yeah. she she does a great job of that all by herself. Okay, but th- with this stuff where. On a, almost on a daily basis, stuff that she's saying is not true, and you find out before the day's over that she, it's absolutely <laughs> not true, it does beg the question, is she lying or is she being lied to? And I suspect the second is the truth. I, I'm suspecting yes. that there's a lot she's going to that podium with, and she does. She just doesn't freaking know, but they don't care. Or maybe they're, they don't know, or I don't know. Maybe it's just a complete stooge dance. She doesn't have the same playbook that they have. No, very obviously. And so I'm thinking she takes off and ends up on MSNBC. Maybe they'll give her and Julian a show. You know. Uh, oh, we got Gennaro. 210-599-5555. Let's go ahead and see what Gennaro's smoking this morning. Gennaro, how you doing? Hey, how you doing, Brother Sean? Great. Uh, hey, actually, man, uh, this, is a, this is a serious phone call, man. I'm on my way to work. Um, my call is about um, that shooter. This past weekend, mm-hmm. yeah, um, he's obviously Vietnamese by his age, seventy-two, uh, around the Vietnam conflict. He was around eighteen, nineteen. He probably saw a lot of violence in Vietnam. He's seventy-two. He's probably bordering was bordering on dementia, schizophrenia, post TSD. Um, you know, dude, I don't know. Uh, he's they've been saying he's been kind of a weird it, guy for a number of years. It, 
I'm sure I'm sure something's going to come out like that. Uh, and as Rush used to call him, Shuck you Schumer. Uh, <laughs> these guys, man, they they oh, they're great, aren't I'm, they? I, 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 dude, I'm going to tell you a quick story, man. Well, I I, I don't um, really have a lot of time right now, Gennaro. So I, okay, all right. But uh, I, I no, appreciate man, the call, uh, man. But we'll we'll hook up again. I I I don't. We there's a lot about this background we don't know. Again, my conclusion is this guy's a crazy old dude. The people in his neighborhood, you're hearing the usual stuff. The people in his neighborhood are saying, he was just a nice old man running around on his little motorcycle thing, and he was very pleasant, and he would pet our dog. You know, it's always, well, he's a nice guy. People inside uh, these dance halls or these dance studios or whatever the hell they are are saying, well, no, but he was actually kind of weird and paranoid. He and his wife had a really nasty breakup many years ago, a few years ago, and uh, he, he was he was suspicious of the other instructors talking smack about him. So he, he's just, he, I think my official analysis based upon what we know thus far is that he was freaking nuts. It's pretty much as deep as I'm going to get into it. Plus, he is an Asian American, he's an, Asi- an Asian American, so as far as your uh, your your corrupt uh, elite media and most politicians on the left. This story's got to go away real fast, and it will. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. And uh, just so you know, there's a well, there's a there's a station wide breakfast going. It's our, our New Year breakfast that's going on right now. Excuse me, I keep burping. Uh, gonna, I got a little gaseous this morning. I get some gas going. You going to be able to eat some of this stuff? Uh, well, you know, and you and me and Don Morgan, uh, you know, uh, we, we we're working. So we, Robert Fleming has has catered this from Magnolia Pancake House. There's a lot of really great food just down the hallway. It's our beginning of the year staff. Where is it? Thing that we're all, but we we're working. So you know, where is it's the down the hall there? I think at the Alamo Lounge. Oh, okay. But we can't go because we're we're working. I just saw Riccardi walk by in a turtleneck. I'm not paranoid or anything, but why do you think they're having it when I'm on the air? Why is that? What are they? Are they going to fire me? They're going to fire me. That's why they're having the breakfast while I'm on the air. That's why. It's, I'm not paranoid or nothing, but everybody's out to get me. No, I'm sure it's just fine. I'm, I'm just thinking. I'm overthinking this. Well, they can't have breakfast at noon. Well, I'm just saying. Why are they having it while I'm on the air? Well, they're talking about me. They're going to fire me. You know, one thing I uh, I did notice is that they took the pod coffee makers out of the out of the lounge oh, there. The Keurigs, right? The oh, Keurigs. Really? I went to make a cup of coffee for to do my show, to broadcast, which is what this place sells. Me, me and me broadcasting, and I require the coffee to do this show. And I go down there, and they've already taken they've taken the Keurigs out of there, so I can't get no damn coffee. But yet, it's down there at the fancy breakfast. You went ahead and did the show anyway. I'm I'm doing the show anyway, drinking the dregs. I'm licking the inside of my coffee cup here. Do you know how many talk they walked show- out of they walked out of the, they walked out with our curries. You know how many talk show hosts would just like protest and not go on the air if this were to happen to them? Yeah, but they're not me, and I'm. Just, <laughs> I need the gig. <laughs> I feel bad though because I, I forgot. I, I'm going to be honest here. I forgot today was that breakfast. And I, I was going to wear a shirt with a collar. Oops. Oh, Oops. oh man. Just kind of came in dressed the normal way. Uh, let's take you a break. Now you just answered your own question. Yeah, I guess I'll stay here on this side of the building. Yeah, don't let him see you. <laughs> 210-599-55. What if I get you a plate? <laughs> Give me a plate. Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. Info at your beck and call. The stunning developments. Stay tuned for updates. Just tell your smart device to play KTSA. And we're back. New Song 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. Hi. Talking about all the stuff that went on this weekend. And, you know, I, we got, I want to talk about the, we had a couple of different marches, right? On Friday, you had the March for Life. And yesterday, you had the uh, Women's March. It's, it's, it hasn't happened in a few years because of the COVID and all that. And it was, took place yesterday on the 50th anniversary of the 1973 Supreme Court decision on Roe v. Wade, which has since been overturned. Um, y- w- women are in a very strange place right now in America. Yeah, I mean, and around the world, it must be very strange to be a woman right now. 
Be- and, I'll, and I'll explain why, and then we'll get to Kamala Harris and her nonsensical interpretation of the uh, Declaration of Independence. Is that unless you're talking about abortion rights, unless you're talking about abortion, uh, nobody cares that you're a woman anymore. <laughs> and I'm and I'm talking predominantly about the left. They 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 don't, they don't give a crap that you're that you're that you're a woman. They don't give a crap about what uh, slings and arrows you may have suffered as as uh, uh, in your life as a woman in America. They don't care about really don't care about misogyny. They the Me Too movement has been flushed down the toilet a long time ago. Your very existence doesn't matter as a woman. Unless you're having an abortion. Uh, if, if you're talking about abortion, then women's rights and women's health, blah, blah, stinking, blah. Then everybody's concerned about your womanliness. But unless you're talking about, Ro- unless you're talking about Roe v. Wade, you're talk- talking about abortion, uh, Amer- the American left could not give two craps about you being a woman. They can't even define what the hell you are. The American left in the year 2023, unless you're having an abortion, they don't care about your privacy in the bathroom. They don't care about fairness in in female sports. Uh, you know, you they don't your your identity as a woman is non-existent. You have a all this talk over the weekend about the Supreme Court and you've got a new Supreme Court justice who when asked can't even define what you are. Can't even say what a woman is. And you know why? Because it truly is a man's world right now. Uh, It really, really is a man's world because a dude now can just claim to be a woman. And that dude gets to be a woman with the full history of women uh, now that are his, right, the suffrage movement, uh, the the fight for equality in this country. Uh, The dude claiming to be a woman now is every bit a woman as you are, unless you're having an abortion. Uh, and, and I think that's, what's really odd about being, you know, womanhood, if you will, if you would in, in, in the, uh, in the year 2023 in America, I, I was unaware of this story till Trey brought it up, but apparently, uh, there's now new pi- uh, pushback against a song by the, the Aretha Franklin song, natural woman is now apparently offensive. I'm looking at an article from, uh, Sky News, Australia. Standing for Women founder Kelly Jean Keene says it's really hard to ignore the misogyny of the, tra- uh, of the uh, trans rights movement as Aretha Franklin's song Natural Woman was slammed recently as offensive to trans women. And this chick is like, you know, being a mom that is also being attacked, we're now being called birthing persons or pregnant persons. Uh, and, and a lot, I think a lot of women should feel that way. Men are, are now considered in a sense to be more of a woman than an actual woman is. And I, and I'm just kind of done with it. And first off, yeah, and I say this all the time, you know, first off, as far as the trans thing, leave the kids out of it. My God. But it is surreal to watch the American left, which has prided itself on its feminism for decades. And uh, suddenly, because trans is cool, uh, men uh, have more rights now as women than women do. To the extent that they can't even handle a song like Natural Woman, because it infers that there are naturally born women. And that's a reality that we have to get away from, okay? This is where the Orwellian trip comes in, okay? We tell you men who claim their women are actual women, and that's what you believe, Mr. Man. I'm sorry, Mr. Woman. And it's just bizarre. So, yeah, when it comes to abortion... You know, nobody could shut up yesterday about women. Women have a right to their health care, blah, blah, blah. But apparently they don't have a right to their own gender. And that's what's weird to me. And then you have Kamala Harris 
who's in Tallahassee, and uh, she's talking about Roe v. Wade, and she invokes the Declaration of Independence. We collectively believe and know America is a promise. It's a promise of freedom and liberty. Not just some, but for all. A promise we made in the Declaration of Independence that we are each endowed with the right to liberty and the pursuit of happiness, and she conveniently leaves out the right to life. Why? Because not everybody has a right to life. (laughs) If you're a kid and you're crowning, you may or may not have a right to life. Yeah? Uh, you know, and so I, I spare me, please. Two one zero five nine. Wait, wait, I'm, I'm kind of curious. I don't know if you, if you want to answer this or not. What's it like to be a woman in America in the year twenty twenty three right now with all this trans weirdness going on? You're kind of getting the double whammy, right? The trans community and the left are trying to identify you as something other than a full blown woman. Uh, meanwhile, it's all about your rep- reproductive rights, right? And what really defines you as a woman is your is your right to abort a fetus. It's kind of got weird. It's got to be a little weird for you. 210-599-5555. It's Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA. The latest news, traffic, and weather are minutes away at the top of the hour. These are important moments, and this is news. On Newstalk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. Uh, I'll tell you what I did last night, but first let's talk to Jim. Jim, how are you? Oh, not too bad if I don't watch too much news here. Enough to make you want to go out and hang yourself. But well, don't do that. That, uh, <laughs> that sideshow or circus act that old Harris put on yesterday, she's talking about, oh, it's our body, blah, blah, blah. But by God, it ain't your body when it comes to that goofy shot they want everybody to take which is a hoax in itself what's it when the what that woo flu shot fauci flu that COVID. oh oh the vaccine oh oh, i got you yeah no 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 then your body's not yours and it's a state's that's right good point (laughs) yeah yeah it's kind of weird how that works right it's only your body when it's you're going to abort somebody i appreciate the call man thank you so much um you know, my uh, my wife is uh, has been a lifelong football fan. She loves football, and when I first met her, you know, we would spend. I'm not obviously. I don't know much about football. I don't follow it. I'm a baseball fan. Uh, but for the first couple of years of our uh, first few years of our relationship, you know, Sundays were all about watching football because my wife loves football. In fact, the Super Bowl falls falls on her on her birthday this year. Uh, but she stopped watching when the Colin Kaepernick stuff, stuff started happening and people started taking knees and stuff. And she said, I can't, you know, my brother's a law enforcement guy. I, my dad was a Vietnam vet. I can't, I'm not going to watch this anymore. So she stopped watching. Well, it's been a few years and, you know, a lot of the politics has kind of fallen by the wayside. You know, it's not really going on. So, you know, I know what makes her happy. So I convinced her to watch the game yesterday. And I sat and watched the game with her. I had no idea what was going on. I just I don't understand what's going. On. I know James and Don and, and of course Trey. You know everybody's you know big football fans. McCarty likes football, and I just don't know what the hell they're doing. I don't I don't know what's going on. But I but because I love my wife, I watched the game with her last night, and it was really kind of interesting because I I I, I kind of picked up on this. I don't know Don's work, but that that. Uh, you know, the Cowboys, they, they lose a lot, right? I mean, they, they lose a lot, right? They don't win very often. They they well, tend to lose a lot. 31 teams lose every year. Only one can win the Super Bowl. Well, but you know what I'm saying? I'm just saying I don't know anything about football, but it just seems like everybody loves the Cowboys, but they always lose. And so last night, my wife, it was San Francisco, right? What do they call the 49ers? Yes. So last night, the first football game she's watched in years, my wife roots for the 49ers because she can't stand the Cowboys because they always lose and they're arrogant about it, she says. Well, and people went nuts on her on Facebook on Facebook because she made the mistake of posting it on Facebook, go 49ers. Yeah, well. People telling her she's a bad Texan. Buddy of mine said if my dad were still alive, he'd make you sit in the garage while the football game was on. My wife doesn't care. She's tough. She doesn't give a crap. 
But I, I do think it's interesting because Cowboy fans, again, I don't know anything about football, but it just seems like a real uh, codependent relationship. You know what I mean? Like there's some there's some chaos going on in this relationship. It's somewhat abusive. Oh, God. Uh, you know, and uh, I, I'm just, but, but you know, the, the fans just stay. They don't, they don't leave. It's America's team, man. But they lose all the time. They're always losing. I'm just saying. I don't. I don't. Again, don't take my word for it. This is what my wife was saying last night. She was cussing a lot. There's a lot. She always cusses when there's football. What on. was she mad about? Forty ers won. I have no idea. She just cusses when the when the football game's on. She just cusses. It's almost like she likes to hear herself cuss, okay. and so she cusses just to cuss. But she was rooting for the Forty ers and that brought her some grief online. <laughs> I'm just, you know, I'm just proud of the fact that I spent the weekend as a very decent as a decent husband because Saturday night I sat and watched a brand new Hallmark movie with her, a premiere, the whole thing, baby. And then yesterday I watched the football game. Uh, don't don't tell me I'm not a decent husband. Don't tell me that I don't make sacrifices for my wife. Okay. Been a long damn weekend, but you know it was kind of interesting as far as you know the Cowboys, and I, I'm not quite understanding why they're so beloved when they don't. Even Trey was saying this morning that they just they play lousy, and I think he called the quarterback mediocre. Yeah, that's his opinion. <laughs> just putting it out there, man. No, I'm not. A, I'm not. I'm just not. Like I said, I just don't understand all the Cowboy loves when like nobody likes. You don't like the Cowboys, but you love the Cowboys. It's a dysfunctional relationship, man. It's codependent. That's oh, all darn, I'm saying. We gotta go. Oh, we gotta go. Sean, I'm New Stock 550. <laughs> KTSA. Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. Welcome back to the Giga Rooney on a Monday. The phone lines are open 210 599 5555. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Again, we the, the the this business of uh, of Joe Biden and uh, discovering more classified and top secret documents. Uh, now, as we found out over the weekend, uh, he's got documents going all the way back to his time in the Senate, which means it's you know we're at the point where it's it's pretty hard to maintain the idea that this was simply. He got a little foggy, or he made some mistakes. He, I think, what was the word we heard last uh, week? He misfiled some things. And uh, as we uh, as we go through this, we also hear uh, all kinds of stuff about Trump. And and uh, I, Trey had brought this up, and I've noticed this too. And and most of the coverage over the weekend, and certainly with ABC and the networks, is that every time they start talking about Joe Biden. I'm. I swear to you, it it seems like you probably picked up on this already that half the coverage is about Trump, and no matter what they're reporting on or having to report on as far as Biden and, and again, the FBI spent 13 hours on Friday searching the Wilmington residence. the The White House is saying it was at their invitation. Uh, and he was in Rehoboth Beach, and uh, they found, uh, again, another stack of documents that uh, dates back to when he was in the Senate. So this is, with Joe Biden apparently uh, hiding documents or maintaining his own cachet of classified documents uh, throughout his political career, and, and, and we can only surmise that this has something to do with influence peddling it's not a mistake. It's it's a hobby. It's 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 <laughs> it's a legacy. It's 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 something he's been doing for a long time. And yet the the outrage, at least in the media, and and where they want your outrage to be focused, should still be on Trump. And every time you hear, and I, this just makes me crazy. Every single time you hear someone in the media. Uh, and you've heard it uh, a number of occasions, on a number of occasions already out of ABC. Uh, you hear that Trump fought authorities all the way on the documents that he had, and uh, you know, and it was uh, it was a battle, and blah blah blah. Well, every time they say that, it's a, it's an outright lie. 
because we know what happened with Trump. First off, and this is something, and I know I'm, I'm repeating myself here because uh, uh, I've been saying this for the past few days, the one aspect of this story that you rarely hear reporting is that if just what we're seeing on the surface is true, that he is in possession of these documents, whether they're, they're documents from his time with Obama or or they're they're stretching back to his days in the Senate. Okay, in, in any in any event, especially specifically the vice presidential documents, it's a crime. It's it's not it, it's not you know this isn't an oversight. This isn't misfiling. This isn't this if he based upon the just what we're seeing. If this is true, that he's had these documents and uh, Trump didn't plant them, as some folks were suggesting last week, well, this is a federal crime. This is not, this is not, you can't compare Trump having these those documents at Mar-a-Lago in any way, shape, or form to what we're, fi- to what we're finding out about Joe Biden because he was the vice president. So by virtue of that, having these documents is a freaking crime. Never gets reported, but it always gets reported. Oh, Donald Trump fought authorities. The White House is uh, is complying with everything they're being asked. They're being so nice about it. So, you know, I I, I don't know if I'll I'll get any uh, response on this, but if you're former or maybe still are a Biden supporter, is, is this not bugging you? I mean... Are you bothered by this? I mean, I, I know a lot of people on my side of things are very are, are are bothered by this. It's it's not shocking, but the hypocrisy on, on how Trump was and is being treated, and frankly, he was set up. I mean, they they knew where his documents were. They knew that they were in a room that was, that had a lock on it. They were present at the very beginning uh, when he told them, told the FBI, and told his own staff, told told his lawyers, hey, to do whatever they want. So. Doesn't sound like fighting authorities the whole way through. He was being cooperative. And he was a president, so he had the legal right to declassify stuff and have it in his possession. Biden doesn't. And and this is now something that we understand has gone back years. So, again, if you're a Biden supporter, aren't you bothered by this? Or is just Trump so much? Trump is bad, right? And uh, uh, Biden just forgot mm, several times over a period of years. Here's Steve. Steve, how you doing? I'm doing well, Sean. Thank you for taking my call. Sure, man. What are you? For, what are you thinking? For me, it is again. I've said it before. It's very, very troubling that any president, any administration, would be allowed to leave the White House at the end of their term with documents that were not pre-authorized by the DOJ or the FBI or the CIA or the Secret Service, somebody somewhere should have the authority to say, yes, you can take this, yes, you can't, no, you can't take that. And that being said, if Trump did leave with uh, documents approved or not approved, that may have been the beginning of a setup. They may have said, hey, let's, oh, I let's believe so. we can take this. You know, just so we can lay, then later claim he's in possession of, sure. of, of, of top secret do- classified documents that he's not supposed to be in, uh, uh, in possession of. And then they didn't know that Biden and the Democrats and all the other people, Obama and Clinton, they've been doing this all along. It's <laughs> nothing new. That shows you how careless and reckless the Democrat Party is with our national security. Right. That's number one. Number Number two. You all were talking earlier about local, state, and federal politicians accepting millions of dollars from George Soros to run right. their campaign. And, 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 and he's not funding Republican candidates. No. But if, if this is true, if they are, from the school board on up, the Democrats accepting monies, millions of dollars from George Soros, that, no, again, I... that's another reveal of what the Democrats truly feel about this country, our sovereignty, our, our freedom. It, that is very disturbing because well, if I was a no, go ahead, go ahead. If if I was a politician, knowing just half of what I know about George Soros and the way he feels about things, 
and he tried to donate money mm. to my campaign. I said, take your money and well, but shove I, it where the Clintons go, you know? See, I, 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 I think underlying, uh, certainly born of the swamp, but underlying the the entire Democrat agenda right now, uh, at least at the topsoil of it, as far as the architects of it, is fundamentally changing America. I mean, I, I still think Obama's at the center of this thing. In that but, you, you, they, but, they really truly want to destroy this country, and so, certainly Soros does, but they want to destroy it so they can replace it with something else. And, and, and they're about it, and it's happening. I mean, you look I, at the border, and, and how, else, how else do you explain the, the crisis at the border other than, well, we have forces at work in this country that, that truly want to turn us into a fascist state, and they're doing it by first tearing down the old institutions. And I am in total agreement with you. But that being said, let's say that there's a Democrat candidate out there for the school board I got or you. for right. uh, the district attorney, and, and, and they're all of a sudden getting this big. But they're not on board with all this new world order, fundamentally transformed. They're just a Democrat party that still thinks that they're running for the Democrat party of old. And then they get this contribution from George Soros and and – are, are you suggesting why? Are you suggesting because I'm, I'm running out of time? Suggesting that more Democrats should say no, I don't want the money. They should if they right. really, if they're not on board with all that, then they would say, well, wait a minute, I know a little bit about what this guy is, and I am totally not for that. Well, I'm not taking this money. I, I'd love to it. think there are Democrats out there that wouldn't, but I, I'm very, very cynical, and I'm sure you are too, man. I, pre- I appreciate the call, Steve. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, there's Soros money behind a whole lot of crap going on in this country right now, and I, I and I truly do think uh, you, you, you had the stuff in Atlanta over the weekend and a night of rage, and you know you you had a kid that was killed, but you also have this training center they're putting up, and they they, they think that that's just going to open up the door for uh, you know racist cops to kill more black people. And so they had to, you know, riot and set crap on fire and try to bust into a couple of police precincts. I really, I don't think you're being, you know, a conspiracy weirdo anymore. And I I know there's a lot of Democrats or liberals or progressives that will roll their eyes at this. But I honestly believe it. I'm talking COVID. I mean, the border, uh, most, if not all, of the policies of the Biden administration. I honestly, honestly believe that it's about turning this country into a fascist state. And I don't use fancy-schmancy words like socialism and communism because I don't think it's that deep. Uh, I think a lot of folks who are of the swamp, there's two things they love. They love the money. They love the dip in the money river. And there's a lot of money to be had uh, behind the scenes on on uh, on this fundamentally... Uh, fundamental change of America, but they're also ideologues, and they think America sucks, and you know we're horrible, and we're racist, and we're capitalists, and capitalism sucks, and we're not exceptional. The idea of people being exceptional makes other people feel bad. It's the thinking of deeply mediocre and unimpressive people, because deeply mediocre and unimpressive people are the people who tend to rise through the annals of power in a fascist, communist, socialist state. It's the one place where they can shine. <laughs> it's the one. It's the one kind of a life they can live and shine. Guys like Chuck Schumer, guys like Adam Schiff, they're, 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 you know, Merrick Garland, all these guys—they're just very, very unimpressive human beings. But you put them in leadership positions at the top of the pyramid in a in a in a state-run country, and well, they're the kingmakers, aren't they? So I, you know, it, 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 this is this is a revolution of dullards, and they're doing it in a very raw and primitive way, which is to open up the border, flood the streets with crime, destroy the economy, uh, uh, you know, indoctrinate the kids as soon as they're out of the womb, if you let them get out of the womb, and you get enough young generations, you get enough generations of young people that just buy into this stuff, hook, line, and sinker, and boom, shakalaka, America goes bye-bye. At least the America that you and I grew up in. And I th- I really honestly think that's what's going on right now. 
Uh, two one zero five, and I, I think Joe's outlived his usefulness, and he's got to go. <laughs> the knives are out for Joe. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk five fifty KTSA and FM one zero seven one. And we're back. News Talk five fifty KTSA FM one zero seven one. Well, once again, talking about the end of America. Uh, let's go to the phones here and see what you think. They'll make fun of Hilaria Baldwin. Uh, let's go to Rick. Rick, how you doing? All right, son. How are you doing? Another day in paradise, man. What are you thinking? Man, you know, every person in the military, when they receive their classified clearance, they are basically told, if you walk out, you do anything with mm. this top secret, you, you walk out, 20 years, Leavenworth, 20 years, Guantanamo, <laughs> you know, we're being, you're being locked up. Right. You know, that guy on the sub took a picture. And, mm. Oh, my God, 20 years in, in jail. But right. Biden, I forget. I forgot that I had him, you know. It's okay. My Let's bad. <laughs> oh, oops. Oops. What, what can I do? You know, well, I mean. Lackland. There's places at Lackland that they can't even walk into the room with a smartwatch on. Mm, right, right. Well, and there, there's the picture from, I think, 20, I want to say 2013 where he's standing there with a classified document in his hand uh, when he's exactly. the vice president, and it's identifiable. I mean, that is breaking the law. So, you know, I, I was under the understanding that you, you know, you, you, when you, you, if you're going to look at classified, especially top-secret stuff, you're going to be in a specific room and someone's going to hand it to you. You look at it, then you hand it right back. So, I, you know, exactly. the fact that he has this amount of documents... Uh, in his possession, it, it tells me that this is, yeah, this isn't an oversight. This isn't a misfiling. This is intentional. So what's he doing with it? What's he been doing with it? <laughs> so selling it, obviously. <laughs> I appreciate the call, man. Let's go to Adam. Adam, how are you? Sean, I feel uh, blessed. Thank you. You know, Sean, the liberal, useless media is right. There is a difference between uh, crazy Uncle Joe and President Trump, and you know, in, uh, in regards to the documents, a president has, you know, for the most part, executive order, and a, and a vice president or a senator uh, does not, you know. And him having uh, stuff in the garage, you know, laying around with uh, crackhead Hunter and his Chinese spy, you know, secretary. I'm sure a couple of prostitutes probably glanced at the papers. You know, uh, I'm sure China, <laughs> they did a know, couple of lines of blow off some top secret documents. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> they, uh, they, they laughed and looked at it, you know. Right. I'm sure China got China got their copies and, you know. Crazy Uncle Joe charging a crackhead fifty thousand a month. It was, you know that was just a way to just a way to launder the yeah. Chinese money. You know, but the both of the Biden family is bought and paid for by China. Right, I agree, man. Um, I appreciate the call, Adam. Thank you. Yeah, it's you know obviously this is a, a mechanism that's been placed in place for a long time, and I, I, I you know, Trey and I were talking about this. I, I don't, you know, I, I think Biden's at the top of it, orchestrating it between his son and his brother. I don't believe for a second that Hunter. Biden is smart enough, frankly, to set all this crap up. But, 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 but very, most definitely, right? We have two systems of justice, right? I mean, mo- if if you if we learn nothing else from Hillary Clinton all the way through to, through to, through to, to Joe Biden, if you're if you're a member of the swamp, baby, the wheels of justice just turn a little differently for you, don't they? Don't they? It's uh, even more obvious that Donald Trump was set up because Merrick Garland knew Biden had all these documents when he when he sent the FBI down to Mar-a-Lago. Uh, they they set him up to make a big deal. They, they they knew where the documents were. They'd already had the discussion. So every time you hear Trump come up in these in the reporting, it's it's just nause. You're being lied to. And I, you know, I suspect they're going to find more documents on Biden, though, because I think Biden's lost, he's outlived his usefulness. So I'm now firmly in the column. There's, we were kind of debating this last week, but I'm firmly now in the firmly now in the column that a lot of this stuff is coming out now because they got to dump Biden somehow. Got to get rid of Biden. Uh, In any event, your government and my government, uh, in regards to the swamp, is deeply corrupt. 
And I, I don't know who's genuinely running the show, but uh, I, I suspect, as we always have suspected, that Obama's involved somehow. But uh, I, I don't think Biden or Hunter will do any time. I don't think it'll come to that. I, I really just think they'll use this stuff. They're, they're going to continue to downplay it, but they'll use it as a reason for why he shouldn't run again. That, I think that's the end-all, be-all. I don't think any criminal charges will be filed. I don't think Robert Hur is going to come up with anything decisive. Uh, I think ultimately it'll be uh, it'll be, at least for the for the f- uh, recent or, or new history. Not you know for the next few years it's going to be described as an oversight and you know but it did prevent him from running uh, for that second term. But nothing you know the the stuff that would happen to you and I in in you know as far as being. Uh, in, in relation to if you and I had some level of cure, of of clearance and we did something relatively the same and would spend the rest of our asses or spend the rest of our lives with our asses in a federal prison, okay, that ain't going to happen to Joe Biden. And that ain't going to happen to Hunter Biden and that ain't going to happen to James uh, to James Biden. But I do think it's interesting that it's coming out now. Uh, obviously, they hid this stuff and sat on it until after the midterms. But it is after the midterm, so how much value does a guy like Joe Biden have to this cabal at this point? We'll see. 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. Anywhere, anywhere anytime. anytime. And it's just wherever you need it, you can just go online and get it. Get the Sean Ryman Show wherever you get your favorite podcasts. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. Hi. Happy stinking Monday to you. Um, I, I think you played the audio from Lady Baldwin there a little while ago. Uh, is it Hillary Hilaria Baldwin? Uh, Alex's wife, who, you know, first off, he just, that, that guy, dude just can't help himself. He's charged with, with manslaughter, negligent manslaughter uh, last week, and uh, he. She goes out first off and starts talking in that stupid fake Spanish accent of hers. Of hers, he puts out a tweet of her and her their son giving he he's giving her a back rub, but it's like they just have no freaking connection to real life on planet Earth. And and, and she comes out on I guess it was Friday. She grew up and she born and raised in Boston, Massachusetts. And uh, this is what she had to say to reporters. I want you guys to realize that we have seven kids. And you being here to escort them to school and to be there when they come home is not good. So on a human it's level, not good. you guys know I'm not going to say anything to you. You know that. So please. Am I? Uh, you're please hearing it too, right? Are you guys hearing this? Are you hearing it? It's not as thick as it used to be. Remember when she was on the cooking show? Could you please hand me how you say the spatula or whatever the hell it was? But you can hear it, right? It's not Don Morgan. You can hear that too. And James? Oh yeah, yeah. She sounds like Penelope Cruz. <laughs> I'm going to tell you what I'm going to say. You're not going to ask me questions. It's really. I mean, you know. It, I make fun. Now, my wife doesn't talk like that at all, and she is actually Hispanic. Now, I, I do I do the inverted of this, and I, I kind of it's been an ongoing joke that I make out make my wife out to have this thick Spanish accent, which she doesn't have. It's funny, right? But it's a joke. Okay, this chick's being serious, and you know, if I'm Alec Baldwin, don't you at some point go to your own wife and say, "Could you, st- you know, things are a little rough for me right now. Could you stop with the fake accent?" Or is she? Is he so whipped by her that you know just to suggest anything like that? Do you know what I'm saying? I mean, wouldn't you say to your own wife if your wife was affecting a stupid accent, like, would you please stop doing that? Because they asked me, mommy, what like what are these people doing? And it's a very hard thing as a mom. Mama, what are they doing to Papa? No. What are they doing to Papa, Mama? Girls from Massachusetts, hear how that actually goes down. Hey. Who are these freaking people in the yard? <laughs> I'm well, going mean, to gut you like a freaking fish. Well, you're right, man. Right. She probably got a fascinating accent that she doesn't have to fake. 
I'm saying I'm a, I'm a honky. I'm a white guy. Yes. If I opened up a taco stand, <laughs> do you know what I mean? People would be, oh, it's cultural appropriation. Oh, you can't do that. Do you know what I mean? Or if I started affecting some kind of jive accent. But I guess if you're a, if you're a liberal, it's okay. Because liberals do it all the time. Hillary Clinton went black for a few seconds, you know, if you met, famously now a few years ago when she started talking, you know, I'm, I don't I'll always feel, not always tired, or whatever the hell she said. Hilaria, hilarious Baldwin comes out, and she's talking like Speedy Gonzalez there. Then it's okay. It's, it's all right. You can culturally appropriate as long as you vote right. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. It's, it's okay. But she did get called out on it to a certain extent. They need to send Telemundo reporters to speak to her in Spanish and see how she does. <laughs> um, I am hard of hearing since the gun went off in Alex's hand. I can't <laughs> hear as well. So I don't know what you're saying. I understand it because I too am Hispanica, but I don't understand what you're saying. And they're just talking to her in Spanish. Just saying. Meanwhile, Buzz Aldrin has gotten married again at the age of 93. I don't, I don't know why, but I, <laughs> I got such a big kick out of that. She's a much younger woman. She's 63. Well, every woman's much younger than <laughs> yeah. him. It's hard to find one that's his age or older at this point. He's damn near 100 Barbara years Walters old. Was, an, was a young chick yeah. compared to him. Right. For him. Buzz Aldrin on Friday announced that at the age of 93, he's married... Anna uh, Anka Fowler, who was 63, she works for his company. She's been working. She's the executive VP of of his company. Right. By the time she was born, he'd already been to the moon and back. Think about that crap. <laughs> Think about that. Oh, and uh, and if you ever get, if you're if you're if you're a dude who's actually walked on the moon, mm-hmm. and she ever gives you an argument about anything, you can just kind of draw that card. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, I work all day, Buzz, and, and, and the dishes are all stacked. Walked on the moon! <laughs> you walked on the moon, but you can't put the toilet seat back I down. Walked, no, no. But I walked on the moon, okay? So I think you can do the dishes, okay? Just saying. Buzz Aldrin for crying out loud. I'm Buzz, Al- I'm Buzz Aldrin. I walked it. But, you know, on the, on, the op- on the flip side. I got never- a line of women half my age waiting to just jump on the Buzz train <laughs> I got outside. A, I got a 72-year-old that wants my ass, all right? <laughs> You do the dishes. I got nine 73-year-olds that want me, okay, baby? I went young with you. Walked on the moon. I think you can do the dishes. Now go get my diapers. Oh, go get my diapers. Where am I? Um, where? Who are you? Uh, where... Hey, you be careful. Buzz Aldrin throw hands with you. You've seen that video. Someone said something to him about well, I'm, you the know, moonwalk being fake. But well, you, well, I was going to bring that up. Could you imagine being freaking Buzz Aldrin and some snot-nosed kid who's, you know, you've got underwear older than this guy is telling you you never walked on the moon? Yeah. But Didn't he deck that guy or one of those guys? Took a poke at him. He, he freaking decked him, man. You were never on the moon. It's a ho- Was this punch a hoax? Was that punch a hoax? <laughs> you felt that, didn't you? <laughs> My 93-year-old ass just knocked you yeah, out, buddy. Here's a moon rock for you. Poof. <laughs> a moon rock. So good on him, 93 years of age. I just, at the age of 93, why do you bother? I don't know. You know what I mean? Well, I just stay single at the age of 93, well, you know? I, know. I, I saw that, and I, and I said, you know what? Once you're an astronaut, you're always an astronaut. Well, that's true. You know? Well, and you, you walked on the freaking cool. moon. You walked on the moon. You walked on the moon, man. Right. Think about a romantic night with his 63-year-old young girlfriend before he married her. And you could could sit on the porch in the swing and you're looking up at the moon. (laughs) Isn't the moon pretty tonight, Buzz? Yeah, it is. Gritty, too. Let me tell you, I was digging that stuff out of my toenails for weeks. Anyway. You see that crater right there? I peed next to that back in 1969. I'm naming it after you, baby. (laughs) It's your crater that I peed in. Because I've been there. <laughs> walked on the moon. I walked on the moon. Get me another glass of wine. All right, 210 I don't care about your ex-husband. Did he walk on the moon? I don't Did think so. Did your ex walk on a stinking moon? No, no, he didn't. Who are you texting? All right, 210. <laughs> <laughs> 
He grabs the phone. When I'm not kicking your ass, I'm walking on the moon. This is the big guy. Stop texting my wife. All right, 210-599-5555. It's Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA. The news that's hot. Extraordinarily hot situation right now. Minutes away at the top on Newstalk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Yeah, man, News Talk 550, KTSA, FM 1071. Think about David Hutchins over the weekend. His birthday was last week, which I didn't, I think it was Friday, or was it Saturday? I don't remember now, Friday? Michael Hutchins. Or my, what did I, who did I say? David. Oh, <laughs> who's David Hutchins? <laughs> Michael Hutchins, right. In excess. Uh, his birthday, I think it was Saturday, actually. And uh, uh, people forget how good they were and how good he was. They were huge. Oh, my God. I mean, that was soundtrack for high school Friday nights. Well, yeah, Kick was just, there's not a bad song on that record. And I don't know, you know, and then a a tragic end to his life. But still, they were just, they were such a tight band, and he had such a great singing voice. He was good. With no (laughs) formal training, as far as I, because I think I saw a documentary, they had a documentary on him on Netflix for a while. And it was just one of those guys that was just one in a million. Just in a night. So I was listening to Inic. I was rocking out to In Excess all weekend. Because you can never tear my ass apart. And uh, just uh, I heard that song and I was remember, uh, reminded of how good they were and how great that record was. It's a great sax solo on Oh, that. God, yeah. Never tear us apart. Yep, yep, yep. Boom, boom, boom. Um, <laughs> it's great out. The whole record's great. 21059. We've got a few minutes here if you want to hop in uh, before we get out of here. I want to thank Julie. My friend Julie, listener Julie, uh, on Friday, she dropped off a cake for my wife. Uh, she bakes a lot of stuff. She's always dropping off baked goods here at the station. Well, there's another, you have another baked goods. She dropped a cake off here for me today. Oh. Because this is my cake. Friday's was my wife's cake because it had nuts in it and I can't eat nuts. So now uh, she's called the compulsive baker and she's an old <laughs> friend of the show, old friend of the station. Nice. And uh, she brought me, what is this now? Apple pie snack cake. Oh, with the crumbles and stuff? It's gluten-free, nut-free, and low sugar. Nice. Because I'm still I'm on, a, I'm on a little diet here until the, the 8th of February. So thank you, Julie. I appreciate uh, uh, the snack cake, and I'll be noshing on that a little later on after I have a plant-based enchilada. Because I, <laughs> that's all I've been eating is plant-based stuff for about a month now. And uh, again, the reason for I got a hernia operation coming up here uh, in well, in about two and a half weeks, and so I uh, was admonished by my doctor, my physician, to lose a few pounds. Right now, I'm down about thirteen pounds, and over the next two weeks, if I can lose, you know, maybe five or ten more, I'll be happy. I'll be golden. Do it. So thank you for the uh, for the dessert. <laughs> that vegetarian stuff, though, it is freaking expensive, though, man. It is. You got it go- costs. Yeah, you got to go basically like what Don does is just the straight veggies and the fruit. Because you just he just eats you just eat basic vegetables and fruits, right? You don't eat a lot of the stuff made to look like meat and stuff like no, that. Not really. Every now and then, right? But not very often. A couple times a week. I had a a I did have my first cauliflower pizza. Right. Uh, last week. And what'd you think about that? You know, it was good. I my problem is I overcooked it because though it's it's not real dough, so you yeah. gotta you can't leave it in there that yeah, long. You've got to monitor how long you keep right, it. In there, right. But it was tasty. Yeah. They're not bad. I, I had uh whatever the hell I had, uh, I had a pizza bowl the other day. Gennaro's out there going, Whoa, pizza Whoa. bowl. It sounds yeah. like a perfect combination. <laughs> um <laughs> Died and gone to heaven. Give me a smoke a bowl and eat me some pizza. No, it was pizza in a bowl. It was a pizza bowl, but it was all cauliflower. Mm-hmm. Again, a little cauliflower florets. And, right. And you enjoyed it. And, and the pepperoni was plant-based. I did. I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. As soon as this operation's over and the doctor gives me the go-ahead to start eating dead animals, I, I will. Right. Don't, I'm not going to live this way. <laughs> no, it's not for everybody. I'm not gonna, I don't want to spend the rest of my life doing this, all right? But you just can do it every now and then, now that you like the Sam's Veggie Burger. You liked that. That was very good. See, so now yeah. just to sprinkle it into your diet just see, every now and then. And, and now you have another option. I have another option, yeah. plant-based food. You've tried it. 
You've enjoyed some of it. Why is no has anybody come up with the idea? And this just popped into my head. Maybe it's because I'm a weirdo. But if you can make stuff from plants, right, and make it look like a hamburger, mm-hmm. why doesn't somebody make pot-based food? You know what I mean? Like a, like a hamburger that's made entirely out of pot. Oh, they, I'm sure it's they, out there. No, they do. <laughs> they, yeah. they already have that? Jimmy would know. Bong Appetit. Have you ever seen that Bong show? Bong Appetit? Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. It's, no, it's a berry. Bong Appetit. Yay! Yes. <laughs> Type it in. Look it up. And it's, it's, a, it's, it's all cooking. pot-based food and stuff. Well, uh, Infused, infused, oh, but it is a culinary deal, and they bring in different chefs and different <laughs> weed and bong oil. appetite. Yeah, it's a it's a big wow. show. Well, I know what I'll be watching in the hospital. It's on Vice TV. <laughs> yeah, Vice. bong appetite. Well, of course, it's on Vice TV. Well, where, where else, else would it be? Yeah, not going to be on you know the cooking channel. Here, try this heroin infused chicken cutlet. You'd be amazed with these with guys a marijuana have. bun, oh, huh? No. Oh, really? I no, bet. it's, it's hey. awesome. Guess what the powder is on these donuts? <laughs> Knock yourself out, Panama Red. <laughs> we call this this donut the Speedy. Go ahead, <laughs> the Speedo. <laughs> You'll be cruising after it's this crawler. A pot-based batter with cocaine-infused sprinkles. Oh my God! Uh, go ahead and suck that down, then run a few laps. Right. So anyway. Uh, so, a, a point being, thank you, Julie, for the uh, for the snack cake. Uh, I appreciate that, and thanks for be helping me be health conscious. There's a couple more weeks. A couple more weeks. You can do it, Mijo. <laughs> thanks. Thank you, James. Thanks, Elaine Rodriguez, our executive producer. Don Morgan, I'm a good brother. Trey Ware. Spread the love. Don't be a jerk. Bye.